Welcome to another episode of Preferred Walk On, PFS College Football Show. I'm your host, Max Chadwick, alongside my co-host, Dalton Wassman. This is kind of an abbreviated episode, Dalton, because we're reacting to some breaking news from this morning. Riley Leonard, one of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal from Duke, has committed to Notre Dame. Not really a shocker. This has kind of been the school that we've been hearing from him all along. But uh, it's still a, a really big move for for Marcus Freeman and the Fighting Irish and big move for Riley Leonard as well, man. It is. Notre Dame trying to take advantage of the portal for the second year in a row. Had some success with Sam Hartman, ran into some injuries and some other troubles in the passing game. But they're, they're really trying to find a dynamic quarterback. Leonard brings a much more mobile aspect to the yep. game than Hartman did. And I think they're really trying to take advantage of, you know, I, I think a lot of teams are going to start doing this with these transfer quarterbacks of trying to get into this top 12. It's not about getting in the top four anymore for the playoff. Notre Dame could very easily at 10, 11, and one find themselves in the top 12 and Riley Leonard with a better supporting cast than he had at Duke could help him get there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, Riley Leonard, I just put out my rankings at PFF.com. He's my number four quarterback in the portal. I had uh, Dylan Gabriel above him, actually number five quarterback, excuse me, Dylan Gabriel, Cameron Ward, I had DJ Uyunglele, uh, Dante Moore above him. Uh, and then Riley Leonard as well. But he's still a top 15 player for me in the portal. Uh, really struggled with injuries this year, man. He battled a lot of injuries. High ankle sprain. Also had a toe injury that he suffered against Louisville. Uh, only a 63.9 passing grade this year. In fact, over the last two seasons, he has a 68.6 passing grade. He's not a guy who really pushes the ball downfield that much or really uh, puts the ball in harm's way. But he's also not a guy that makes you know massive throws either. He, he can do it. There have been times where he shows off great touch. Uh, but he hasn't really done it that much. So he's a guy who takes care of the football. Like you mentioned, he's a great runner. I think that's what makes him a top quarterback in the portal. Uh, over 1,100 yards over the last two seasons, even though he missed a few games this year with an injury. That's ninth among all Power 5 quarterbacks. He forced missed tackle on nearly 30% of those attempts as well, which is fifth among Power 5 quarterbacks. So, yeah, I, I think his mobility will be a new thing that Notre Dame's kind of dealt with. You know, they've kind of been having pro-style quarterbacks, pocket passers, pure pocket passers in the past. Riley Leonard, I mean, if you're not utilizing his mobility, man, I, I don't think you're using him correctly. So uh, it's going to be interesting how offensive coordinator Gerard Parker really utilizes his legs uh, in the office next year. Yeah, for sure. And the first thing I think about, uh, you know, is one, they have to replace both tackles. Joe all yeah. most likely heading into the draft and Blake, Blake Fisher's already declared. So that's one challenge. But Notre Dame always churns out offensive linemen. I just think about the threat of their running game if Audric Estime doesn't enter yep. the draft and he decides what to give it one more go around because you've got he was second in the Doak Walker award for for a lot of the year he was the best back in the country so physical such an inside presence he just wears you down I, I think the threat of Leonard alongside him that Hartman really didn't give you Hartman more of a play action kind of threat but not not a read option threat not a mobile threat he had the one big fourth and 16 run against Duke mm -hmm. but other than that doesn't give you a whole lot with his feet the combination of Leonard and Estime in the backfield, I, I think, is as dangerous as anybody in the country if Estime returns. Because Leonard, when he gets out on the edge, he's, he's gone. We saw it from the first game against Clemson all yep. year. This guy's one of the best runners at the position in the country. Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned all the players at Notre Dame offensively could be losing. It's a lot, man. You got Joe Alt, the best offensive tackle in college football for basically the last two seasons. He's going to be a top 10 pick. He's going to be gone. Blake Fisher, you mentioned, has already declared their right tackle has been a really solid right tackle for them as well. He's gone. Uh, your starting center, Zeke Coral, just announced that he's transferring to NC State. So your starting center is gone. You got three of your five offensive linemen gone. Your top three receivers from this past season, all of them are in the transfer portal right now. Chris Tyree has already, has already committed to Virginia. 
Rico Flores is in the transfer portal. Uh, Tobias Merriweather is in the transfer portal as well. Uh, and you got a four-star true freshman receiver that you had in Braylon James. He transferred to TCU. Your backup tight end, Holden Stays, he's in the portal too. Um, so they lost a lot, man. You got you know, your, your two tackles, your starting center, your top three receivers are all in the portal. Your backup tight ends in the portal. So you're losing a lot. Now, you didn't mention Chris Mitchell is coming in from FIU. I think it's a big get for them. Uh, he had the fifth most receiving yards in the group of five this past season. Uh, Bo Collins, Clemson's number two receiver. He's transferring over to, to Notre Dame as well. So at least you're kind of filling those holes a little bit. But, man, you're still losing. This is going to be a brand new offense, especially if you lose Audric Estime. Uh, that's another huge loss for the offense. You're obviously losing Sam Hartman, who's already opted out of the bowl game and will not play, uh, and he will go on to the NFL draft. But – you're losing a lot, man. Now you got Mitchell Evans coming back. Mitchell Evans probably might be our top tight end in the country uh, heading into next season. He was really good until he got hurt. Uh, you got a five-star receiver and Cam Williams coming in too, but it's going to be a, a brand new look offense from Notre Dame. Now I think this is a big get for them because I was kind of worried about what this offense would look like if they didn't uh, get a big time transfer quarterback with Riley Leonard, but still, even with Riley Leonard, man, I mean, you're losing a lot at the skill positions along the offensive line. It's, it's going to be a challenge for Gerard Parker and Marcus Freeman to kind of rebuild this offense around Riley Leonard. Yeah, but I do think from Leonard's angle, he's still going to feel like it's an improvement. Look, Chris Mitchell yeah. was arguably the best receiver in Conference USA. You mentioned Collins, the number two receiver this year at Clemson. Mitchell Evans was seventh among all tight ends in receiving grade. I, I thought he you, there was times you could argue he was their best player. In the Ohio State game, he yeah. was their best player. I, I Going from a Duke team that their skill players ranked 104th in the country in overall grading. That's though, even that crew to start with, and especially if they get estimate back is a major improvement from what Leonard was working with at Duke. I don't think it's been said enough that Leonard, especially with his feet had to carry so much for that Duke yeah. offense. That Duke was a defensive team. That was a defensive complimentary run the football team. And, and Leonard's legs were a big, big piece of that picking up first downs. They really, they didn't throw the ball downfield much because they just didn't have the guys to do it. They didn't have a ton of speed outside. You get Collins going, you get Chris Mitchell going, Mitchell Evans coming up the seam, you know, as long as he recovers from the ACL. I, I think there's a lot there that can work. And I think, Max, you're going to see a lot more teams that they just have to do this. You lose a bunch of pieces, you have, you have to rebuild it. And you can rebuild it quicker in the portal than you can with freshmen, even though they're yep. four- and five-star recruits, right? That still takes two to three years. That's the problem, say, Clemson's having not taking advantage of the portal where they, they have to wait. They have to wait. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't want to wait. Notre Dame doesn't want to wait. And right now, I think there's a big shift. Obviously, what we saw at Colorado with Coach Prime doing, but I think there's a big shift now with some of these teams. I think Notre Dame take like Penn State, Iowa, teams that perpetually sit in that like 10 to 25 range that are going, okay, well, now top 12 and at-large bid is like right in front of us. We can do this right now. Some of them may do it every year. I, I mean, I think you'll see Florida State. They're going to lose a ton of pieces, and they're going to do the same thing. But I think Notre Dame knows they're good enough on defense. Marcus Freeman can make it happen on defense. If they get estimate back, I, I think that's a real that, – yeah. that would be a huge part of it. I, I think to, to have all the new pieces in there and estimate gone and new backs in there and you don't know what's coming – that would be tough, but to have, I, I you could just see the blueprint. You have Leonard's feet, you have Estime between the tackles, and at the very least, Collins, Mitchell, and Evans. You can fill in around that, and, and then you know again. I think Mitchell Evans up the seam 
would be great for Riley Leonard. He didn't have a guy like that at Duke, right? There wasn't a ton of speed outside of Duke. There probably isn't a receiver at Duke right now as good as Chris Mitchell. Mm -hmm. So it's an improvement from Leonard's angle. And for Notre Dame, I think you saw in the second half of the year, especially after Evans got hurt, things just were kind of stale. Like in the passing game, it just wasn't, it just wasn't happening, you know, and, and Leonard, if Leonard is a significant improvement with a better supporting cast as a passer than Sam Hartman, I think he's got a better arm. He certainly has better feet. This team could go a long way playing. It might, they might be a little thin. We'll see what else they get in the portal, but I think playing complimentary football and playing defensive football in the type of game that they want with a much easier schedule, although the fun one is going to be week one at Texas A&M with Riley Leonard against Mike Elko. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that that might be the most fun, might be the most fun game of week one, but it's an easier schedule next year overall for Notre Dame. And, And I think the expectation should be with this crew coming in 10, 11 wins and one of those at large bids in a 12 team playoff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the schedule next year. You got Texas A&M, like you mentioned, at Kyle Field, at A&M. So you got Ryan Leonard against his old coach from Mike Elko. It'll be a really uh, fun game to see those two kind of go head-to-head in that. So that'll be really fun, especially because Mike Elko's a defensive guy, too. So he might know, hey, I know what Riley is, is not doesn't love to see defensively. I know what you know he struggles with, though. So that might be a tough test for Riley Leonard, knowing that his coach knows him inside and out and what he doesn't like defensively, because Elko's going to do exactly that. You know that. Uh, after that, though, I mean, you play – Purdue, you got Louisville, but Louisville's probably going to lose some pieces. Uh, they've got Tyler Shaw in the, in the transfer portal, the quarterback from Texas Tech. Um, so that, that might not be a, as good of a team next year. You got uh, Florida State. You mentioned them. They're losing a lot of pieces as well. You got USC, who's losing Caleb Williams and some other pieces. So it's going to be an interesting year for Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame really can go 10-2 and two, or maybe even 11-1 next year and make the uh, college football playoffs. So it's going to be really interesting. Again, they, they need to do better offensively. Gerard Parker, I think, had a really disappointing year as the offensive coordinator this year. I know a lot of Notre Dame fans wanted him out. Uh, this is a big get for Notre Dame, though. This is a huge, huge get. And like you said, they, they are rebuilding a little bit. I know I'm a little worried about the offensive line, especially without Joe Alt and Blake Fisher and, and Zeke Coral in the, in the middle of the center. So we'll see about that. Um, maybe they can get some offensive linemen in the portal as well. Uh, but they also do a good job of developing offensive linemen, too. So Notre Dame, big get for Notre Dame. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting year for them next year in terms of how Riley Leonard does as their starting quarterback. This is the second straight year Notre Dame brought in a transfer quarterback from the ACC uh, to be their starter. So they're probably hoping it'll work out a little bit better than Sam Hartman, who I think was a, a mild disappointment for people this year. But uh, it's going to be interesting, man. This might be the first, maybe first round pick quarterback that they have since Deshaun Kaiser. I know a lot of people like Riley Leonard enough to have him in that range. I don't know if I would quite put him in that range, but uh, yeah, this might be the first, first round quarterback prospect that they've had since like Sean Kaiser. Right. Um, and I think Kaiser went in the second round. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you could argue since, since it's the best quarterback they've had since Brady Quinn. Um, yeah. Y- you know, I, I think potentially now I, I I'm not, I don't have Leonard in that, in that category yet. I, I need to see more as a passer and, and I understand the environment at Duke was not conducive to, slinging the ball down the field. It's not what they do. It's not what Mike Elko does. And it's just, they didn't have the weapons for that. This is a huge chance for Riley Leonard. You know, we've talked enough about Notre Dame and what the team success could be for Riley Leonard to prove that he's, he's one of those guys that he can be a top 20, top 10 pick. I think there's been a lot of talk earlier in the season about it. And then it kind of faded with the injuries and some of Duke's struggles, but they, they have a real, real chance together to do everything that they want that they want to accomplish separately right and 
and Leonard, and it's it gets him in the spotlight too, right? I mean, we've seen we've seen how now certain certain people treat the ACC, thinking it's like for some reason it's group of five. But Notre Dame, Notre Dame's on national TV every single week, so Leonard's got a chance to prove himself in a better environment with an even better defense. Uh, yeah, I mean they they beat Duke last year, so they proved on the field they were the better team for as much as that matters. But yeah, it, it's he's got something to prove. There is, I think, to me, I compared the the grade profile for me this year. It just reminded me of Will Levis's last year at Kentucky, mm-hmm. where like the year before he was great, and then his last year the passing wasn't great, but the environment wasn't great. But we know he's an athlete. We know he's a runner. We even saw it last night. He'll the yeah. shoulder into people. It's crazy. Will, Will <laughs> Levis, he's he's out there looking like a fullback. But I, I, it's very similar to me where. The difference is Leonard left and went and got himself into a better environment where he could succeed as a passer. And we saw Levis do it too. When they had Wandale Robinson mm-hmm. and they had weapons, they had weapons. That was the thing with his last year. He lost all those weapons and the passing grade drops because nobody's open. Leonard's doing it the other way around, and I think it's very smart. He can work himself into that first-round conversation. Based on what we've seen already, I wouldn't have him there yet, mm-hmm. but there's certainly a window for him to get there. Absolutely. And yeah, the last first round quarterback Notre Dame had was when Brady Quinn went 22nd overall to the Browns in 2007. So it's been a long time. I, I agree. I don't know if I quite have Ryan Leonard in the first round combo yet. We'll see actually who comes back to school because that'll be a big deciding factor too. But uh, he probably is going to be one of the top five-ish quarterbacks in the NFL draft next year. Uh, and I'm really excited to see him, man. I mean, listen, he's a terrific kid. Again, check out our interview with him. Um, awesome, awesome guy. Really cool on the mic. Uh, he's got a story about his mom, how he wears uh, an I suck bracelet on his on his wrists, because when he was growing up, obviously, you know, a, a guy like him in your hometown, you're the man, you know, you're the guy that everyone's looking to. He's a terrific basketball player, too. He actually almost played for Duke's basketball team uh, as well. Uh, but he uh, he's kind of the man. He's like, I, I don't like being the man. I want people. I want controversy. You know, I want adversity. So he's, he asked his mom and his mom before every game apparently texts him that you suck before every game to kind of hype him up. Uh, which I thought was pretty funny. So, uh, yes, probably do the same for him at Notre Dame, even though now it's hard to tell your son that he sucks when he's the Notre Dame starting quarterback. Uh, But he's going to do well regardless, man. I'm excited for him and and all the best of luck to him. But, yeah, that's what we got, man, for our Riley Leonard reaction to Notre Dame. We're going to do more of these uh, as the transfer portal kind of shifts and all these quarterbacks and all these top players commit as well. DJ Uyungle, I don't know if you just saw Dalton, DJ Uyungle is visiting Florida State this weekend. So maybe that'll happen. Uh, so we're going to react to a lot more of these. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe to our audio channels as well and leave five-star reviews there. Leave your questions there for a mailbag episode. Leave your takes there uh, that we'll react to as well. And of course, uh, we only have a few more days until a bowl game start. Make sure you join our bowl game mania uh, which will be in the link in the description below, um, our ESPN Bowl Mania. Because if you win, if you pick all the bowl games and, and you, you get the most right, you win a free PFF subscription for a whole year. So make sure you guys join that group as well. So it should be a lot of fun when we watch all these bowl games together. But for Dalton Waspin, I'm Max Chadwick, producer Eli. I will see you guys next time.